0: You're listening to Senior RX Radio, brought to you by ASCP. Visit us online at ascp.com/podcasts. ASCP, empowering pharmacists, transforming aging. Welcome back to another episode of Senior RX Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Veronica Riera Gilly, and I'm here with my co-host. I am the co-host, as mentioned, Dr. Michelle Lamb. Thank you, Michelle. We are excited today. We have a very special guest, Dr. Sujin Jun. She's a board certified geriatric pharmacist in the United States. She's a founding member of Patients for Patient Safety US, a group of patient safety activists who have experienced medical harm directly or indirectly. They're committed to activating US healthcare according to the Global Patient Safety Action Plan of the World Health Organization, the WHO. She's trained, as a certified professional in patient safety, CPPS, and a certified professional in healthcare quality, CPHQ. After losing her dad to many gaps in healthcare, as a minority caregiver, one of them, a medication adverse event, she changed her career from videographer to pharmacist. Currently, she works as a population health pharmacist, a patient revolution fellow, and doximity's luminary fellow. She specializes in medication therapy management and believes that a combination of art, empathy, and compassion in healthcare can make healing possible. She passionately speaks up about patient safety, patient rights, health equity, health literacy, patient education, the expansion of roles of pharmacists in public health and policy, and patient advocacy for voiceless patients, especially those with language barriers. Welcome, Sujin. Thank you
1: for having me. It's very nice to be here. With. You and Michelle.
0: So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in patient advocacy. So
1: it starts from when I was a caregiver for my father, who was an esophageal cancer patient. And while taking care of him, we had multiple challenges, including managing medications, arranging doctor's appointments, going to different specialists, on top of taking care of my children. And I, since I was very healthy and did not have an encounter in healthcare, I was really struggling with navigation of healthcare and on top of the language and culture barriers we had. So we were distressed in the care that he was getting and we booked our flight to go back to our country And one week before our flight, he passed away due to multiple hypoglycemic events from the sliding scale insulin he was on. So that became my motivation to be a part of solution, which I thought would be a pharmacist who would be managing medications and educating patients and caregivers, like my father and me. And that's how I got started in pharmacy. And after I became a pharmacist, I was so naïve at <laughs> hindsight that I felt like I, had, I could change healthcare one patient at a time. But after I became a pharmacist, I realized I was just at the tip of iceberg. And I kept following my heart, listening to patients and caregivers, and found other people who have ex- experienced medical harm. And to my surprise, They weren't necessarily the ones who couldn't speak up for themselves. They weren't necessarily the ones who had language and cultural barriers like I did. They were perfectly educated, well, able to speak up, and no, really, to my surprise, they were very capable of advocating for themselves, but they still experienced medical harm. So that was a lo- really eye-opening. So that really like, changed my gear from speaking up for patients with language barriers to everyone because I realized the problem was bigger than I thought it was. So I met these wonderful founders who've experienced medical harm themselves or lost their loved ones, including mom husband, children to medical harm. And we founded Patients for Patient Safety U.S.
0: Tell us a little bit more about that organization and what you do in the community. So
1: our founders have decades of experience in patient advocacy and patient safety, but the progress that we have made in healthcare has been compromised due to COVID for recent years, but we've been not going forward as far as the progress in patient safety and quality. The COVID kind of put us backward. So there was a urgent need for re-energizing healthcare organizations and passionate advocates to be, I would say revival of patient safety and dedicate and re-energize their efforts. So we were formed to do that in in that regard. And because we are under the umbrella of WHO, our other countries in, in the world are looking up to us to be an exemplary organization for their countries. So yeah, the progress that we are making in policies and working with governmental organizations have been eye-opening for patient safety professionals all over the world. So we are making progress and it has been very encouraging to see involvement of like larger organizations and the connections that we were able to make with the governmental agencies.
0: Are there any particular policies or movements that you've had more involvement with versus others in these initiatives? For patient safety?
1: So there is a movement that's out there that's coming up soon. The the effort the initiative is called a National Patient Safety Board. So currently there are many governmental organizations who are involved in patient safety, but none of them is really collecting the data for the whole country. So National Patient Safety Board is trying to change that. And it's an it's an idea, an initiative backed by Jewish Healthcare Foundation, that such organization is in need, so we know where we are as far as progress that we're making and statistics that we can see how where we are as far as patient safety goes. So how can we make a progress if we don't know where we are? Right. So <laughs> that's that's the effort of National Patient Safety Board. So we work with other healthcare patient safety organizations and push them together in their effort. And also we kind of find the, the gaps that's happening in healthcare. And you know, when patient safety is compromised, we are the ones who are speaking up for patients and caregivers. So there are, let's say, some priorities that we put out there as an organization. So it is patient safety being the strategic priority is one of them, and patient and family engagement to encourage diversity and education of patients and caregivers and really listening to what their concerns are when it comes to patient safety. And when something bad happens, reporting is another area that we focus on because we lack reporting mechanisms And when when adverse events happen. And transparency in organizations is another area that we focus on there has been a famous case uh, of Charlie Murphy that a nurse injected a wrong medication and she was criminalized for her mistake. And, and everything has been kind of blamed for this nurse and nothing was being done to the organizations were trying to bury vary vary what happened. And, and the things that need to happen for these organizations were not happening. So why are we just criminalizing someone who was honest and wanted to really you know, make a difference for this patient? And it was just the justice system and healthcare were not working together to make the learning possible. So we were the ones who put out a complaint, like a formal complaint to OIG, Office of uh, Inspector General, And, you know, so that's an example of something that we do, like finding these gaps in how patient safety events are handled. And this is very applicable to pharmacists' safety of clinical practices. I know we, in this conference that we were were in, we talked about infection preventions and reporting and everything that involves when it comes to clinical practice. And pharmacists are totally capable, but we are not necessarily in the places of where we can make a difference. So for example, uh, risk management and quality and safety are primarily occupied by nurses. And when a medication safety event occurs, it's not pharmacists who's handling these events. It's usually nurses who are handling these events. And there are nuances and knowledges that it would be so helpful if pharmacists were involved. But many healthcare systems don't necessarily employ pharmacists in those places. So I'm the only pharmacist in the group, but I really want more pharmacists to be involved in advocacy and really speak up for patients and caregivers and really make a difference for patients. And it it does take effort and time but I strongly feel that we are totally equipped. We just need to be able to advocate more for ourselves so patients can emulate us and be able to advocate for
0: themselves. So Jim, I'd like for you to elaborate on how patients can really take an advocacy role or how pharmacists can take an advocacy role for either our residents and some of the long-term care facilities or senior care pharmacists that are perhaps working in the community, or even looking at our own parents as they age. And if we see problems on their medication list or potential safety issues, what can we do? That's a great question. It
1: is I know that it is a struggle for even for healthcare professionals to be able to speak up for even for their loved ones. And as pharmacists, we we do see in daily basis of these struggles. And what I usually tell other pharmacists is be able to be comfortable with uncomfortable. (laughs) So, you know, these can be difficult conversations, difficult interventions to make. But if you don't speak up, then who's going to speak up for your loved ones or the patients you're taking care of? And I know like in the healthcare generally in in traditional way, it has been like hierarchical structure. So it can be a little bit difficult to speak up, but I strongly encourage people to be comfortable with uncomfortable and be able to speak up. And when you encounter difficulties, that's where we come in. We have champions and differentiators in patient safety so on our website you have options to contact us and be a champion with us and we have committees under different initiatives because patient safety is such a large broad term and it can be it came from psychological safety to many different things like medical device safety even like climate change can be a safety issue. So it's, it's a very broad term and broad initiative, but we have different communities committed to making differences for uh, even individual cases. So you can go onto our website and, you know, fill out the form and inquire with we and we, we can reach out to you and find ways to help those cases. And there are patient advocates all over the country. And this is an emerging field, which I strongly feel many pharmacists are qualified to be as well. And you know, sometimes we take care of our own parents who are in a different state or different area, and we may need other people's help. And these advocates do exist in those times. So I strongly encourage patients and caregivers to look into patient advocates who who advocate for, who can advocate for your loved ones.
0: Can you expound a little bit on the difference between the role as a patient advocate and the role we have as a pharmacist?
1: So patient advocates, it's a very broad term also. The ones that I'm referring to are mostly people who have Some people have board certification, but it doesn't necessarily require to be board certified to be a patient advocate. But these are people who may have experience in healthcare and a lot of times paid to do the work for patients and caregivers from filling out a form or arranging doctor's appointment, going to different specialists, it can vary depending on who you're hiring and these advocates and some pharmacists can just take on a role of medication management, but also there are pharmacists, some pharmacists out there who are kind of taking all the roles of patient advocate, which can just do whatever it takes to take care of the patients and caregivers. So because a lot of times the medications are the mediums that patients get when they're taking care of themselves, in traditional sense, from the doctor's office, medication management is a big portion of what's needed in patient advocacy. So pharmacists are perfectly situated to be able to take on these roles. I just think there's not much of an awareness on pharmacists' end as well as the patient's end. There's a like a huge gap in between. So, I think more awareness at both ends will help bridging
0: the gap. I'd like to ask a question just out of my curiosity. It's so interesting to meet a pharmacist that really made a pivot in their career. Are there any skills that you can bring from your videography days that now as a patient advocate and activist that you can really help craft and tell either your story or the stories of your patients? So videographer
1: means you craft a story, right? So I write on blogs. I, I love writing, and and I I see deep connection between creativity and be, you know being passionate, and you you really need that creative escape, I guess you could say, like the energy and the passion that can go along with the creativity and the passion that you're pursuing. So writing has been something that I practice regularly in order for me to really find the focus in how I can tell the story. It's just a different way of storytelling. But since, because I have a videography background and graphical knowledge, I can kind of visualize things and make up a story in a compelling way. So that has helped as far as practicing my creativity and the passion together. We need more thinkers like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think that we're close to our time. Is there anything that you'd like to add for our listeners today?
1: Yeah, please check our website at www.pfps.us. And as I have mentioned before, you can sign up as a champion or you can even be a committee member and help us um, thrive in advocacy and making sure our organizations are equipped with patient safety and involving patients and caregivers in their decisions and policies.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. I think this conversation was very timely and it tied in very nicely with many of the themes that we've heard here at the conference in San Antonio or the annual meeting. And we've heard so much about advocacy and speaking up and using our voice because people don't know that there are these problems and breakdowns. And thank you for bringing to us resources where we can get more involved and bring the pharmacist voice because you've told us that our voices need to be heard, that there's not enough of us in these places. So thank you very much.
1: Yeah, thank you so much Thanks. for having me. Thanks, Sujin. Thank you.
0: You're listening to Senior Rx Radio, brought to you by ASCP. Visit us online at ASCP.com podcasts. ASCP, empowering pharmacists, transforming aging.